It's uh, weird being back to finally record an episode after that nice long uh, winter break. Yeah, no kidding. You know, got Christmas and a bunch of drama, but I'm handling that when I get to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. We're back and we're ready to tackle some more issues. Okay, so the first topic that we're going to be discussing today is the horseshoe theory. I, I think the best way to explain horseshoe theory is that the farther left or the farther right you go, you kind of end up at the same place. For example, you go farther right, you get neo-Nazis, you get fascists. You go farther left, you get the Stalinists, the communists, the SJWs, and they are equally authoritarian and equally cancerous. The only distinction really is which particular people or groups that they want to scapegoat or oppress or whatever. Far right for Hitler, if I'm looking at this, that right is still considered conservatism or whatever. Well, so conserva conserva conservatism would, say... would be right, liberalism would be left, and libertarian would probably be center. But these are reasonably close to the center. And then as you get to the very extremes of these, you end up with people that are willing to resort to violence and oppression and whatever in order to further their political agenda. Well, and if that's the case, then why the fuck is Hitler on the far right? Because right and left are very arbitrary terms. Because yeah, you, 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 you can't nail it down with policy because there's people who would consider themselves to be left-leaning who are pro-guns. And at the same time, there's people on the right who would say, oh yeah, you know what, I'm pro-choice or I'm pro-immigration or what, right? Like there's any number of policy decisions that you could come to and do so for entirely ideologically consistent reasons. But end up in a place that would traditionally be different from what you would consider right or left. And similarly, you can take points of principle and say, oh, well, like, is this the case? It's like, well, there's plenty of people who are on the right that are pro-free speech, and there's plenty of people on the left that are pro-free speech. So, I don't know. I think it's really just kind of the feeling you get or that kind of ethos of it rather than anything actually concrete. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense whether placing people on this theory horseshoe. I think the other... Things that try to gauge where you're at politically make more sense, even if I disagree with where the political compass put me. Well, so the political compass puts you as economic left, but it's like if you're pro any kind of restrictions on business, then you'd end up there. Because the left on the political compass is economic left rather than social left. There's a few other retarded theories that I figured I'd bring up for, for laughs. Oh no, don't say retarded. You'll have people pissed off at us. Oh, oh no. So here's the the next theory. It's a fish hook theory. This one is being this theory is being pushed by a lot of SJWs who don't like horseshoe theory because it puts them in the same kind of area as the Nazis. And so they're like, Well, we're nothing like the Nazis. It's like, no, actually you guys are quite a bit like the Nazis. So the SJWs have come up with fish hook theory. And essentially it starts at far left. And then you go to the right, straight, horizontal, and then it you hit centrist, and then it kind of loops up, and then back around just over centrist, and right there is labeled far right. Mm, yeah, well, I'm thinking maybe if this gets uploaded to YouTube, which I imagine it probably will, maybe he can uh, somewhere within the video mm, yeah, pop it up. Pictures. Yeah, I, either I'll do that, or I'll at least post links to them somewhere. And then, so here, here's the, uh, here, here, here's one that's kind of dumb, but I, I figure I found it, so I'd post it. The fuck? 
really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this one's more retarded. It's called Fork Theory. On the left side, you have the, like, kind of head of the fork. And on it has uh, four prongs. And be- in between these prongs, there's kind of, like, of course, three openings. And in the first opening, it's center. The, the one at the bottom. The one in the middle says center right. And then the top one says far right. Then, as you go right, you get to center left. And this is, a, like, the kind of mid part of the handle of the fork. And then it goes then further right to the far left, which makes even less sense. Because, directionally speaking, this graph is off. So here's, uh, here's the icing on the cake. And this is the last one I'm going to show you, because this one is actually retarded. So for, for, oh, for our listeners... Somebody in Russia come up with this? For, for our listeners, this is a fidget spinner theory, and I'm not even going to try to describe this one, because if you look on it... I it, love how the capitalism looks like a Coca-Cola symbol. I know, right? Uh, Ga- Gamergate is, of course, down and to the right. And then PewDiePie, P- PewDiePie Kekistan idiots. Zionists. This one is so dumb. I hate this so much, but it's I so mean, funny. This one's funny, but yeah, it's fucking stupid. I mean, oh, yeah, that it one makes, and the fork theory it, are both retarded. Well, yeah, but I, I think those two are actually just jokes. Like, th- those are just posted by people that are, like, memeing on the whole horseshoe theory idea. So, I, I'm, I'm glad I got to share with you these theories. The especially stupidity that is these theories. Especially fidget spinner theory. That one is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one fidget spinner I won't be playing with to take down Russia, I'll tell you that right now. So, as as kind of like a thing to kind of round this off here, uh, so I know that you don't really agree with me that uh, horseshoe theory applies. Um, I, I think it's probably because you're a bit standoffish about the use of a horseshoe to represent the idea. Because it goes one way or it goes the other way, and then at the top it's just kind of like there. It just doesn't make sense to me. See, so you might disagree with the the visual representation, which I actually had a discussion with someone else who disagreed with the representation too. They said, honestly, it works more like a circle, because the alt-left and the alt-right kind of end up at the same place, and the same place would be down in, in the center. So... There's there's people that have disagreed with the representation, but I think you and I at least broadly agree that SJWs and Nazis are basically the same, and mm-hmm. and and we think that's not because you know we're ideologues who insist that everybody who disagrees with us is a Nazi. It's because yeah, I'm they, looking at you, New Age liberals. Well, again, they're SJWs. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they deserve I don't give it. a shit what you want to call them. Uh, to me, they're fucking snowflake pussies with thin skins who need to grow the fuck up and start researching before they open their fucking mouth. I, I would Simple agree with that. you, 100%. Yeah. But I, I think gifting them the word liberal is probably a bad idea. Just because the, the very... I giving them shit because they aren't liberals to me. They're a bunch of fucking pussies who have no education. Exactly. Well, it's like if you think about the word liberal, the kind of root of the word is liberty. They don't believe in liberty, so they're not liberals. So, but that said, we kind of agree that they are the same thing, even if we disagree on how we want to represent that on a graph. So, I have a little game for us to play today. I, I don't, I don't know how you're gonna score on this because actually every person that I've had do this, you know, before we're recording now, has scored actually fifty percent. They got fifty percent of the questions right, fifty percent of them wrong. So. You ready to hear the name of the game? 
Sure, let's play your little fucking game, buddy. <laughs> okay. The name of the game is SJW or Stormfront. So I'm going to read you a sentence. I'm going to redact kind of which race they're talking about, which gender they're talking about. My nuts. If they're in there, I'll redact them. So... <laughs> <laughs> you just look straight fucking dumb there, dude. <laughs> so, but I'll redact the race that they're talking about. I'll redact the gender they're talking about. Like, which epithet they're using or which particular person they're addressing. So, mm. and in place of those, there are kind of four words that I'm going to use to fill in the gap. Enemy, right. ally, epithet, and person. So if you hear any of those four words, it's telling you that I've redacted which group they're talking about. The link to this test will be in the description below, so that if anyone wants to take this and follow along, you can. So, for number one, quote, Enemy are moving back to Inglewood. There goes our neighborhood, end quote. So, is it an SJW or is it Stormfront? SJW. And it is SJW. It's a uh, it's from the Los Angeles Times. So you've got uh, one point there, my friend. For number two, quote, The idea that if I work hard, I can be successful is merely a product of white ideology. Stormfront or progressive? Progressive. That one's actually also correct. It's from someone at Pennsylvania State University. It's Professor Angela Putman. Why am I not fucking surprised? Because that is a Democrat left-leaning state. So, number three. You know, North Korea doesn't look that bad. SJW well, or Stormfront? SJW if I've ever fucking heard one. Nope, that's actually Stormfront. It was this uh, neo-Nazi on Twitter. Number four. Quote, if you're offended by someone saying epithet, it's a good indicator that you're a motherfucking epithet. End quote. SJW or Stormfront? Stormfront. <laughs> That's actually SJW. That was uh, Seth Rogen on Twitter, and I'll pull up the tweet right now. If you're offended by someone saying cracker, it's a good indicator that you're a motherfucking cracker. That sounds like something fucking Seth Rogen would say. Number five. Definitely, we most definitely oppose a Jewish state in any part of Palestine. We are definitely witnessing the rapid demise of Zionism, and nothing can be done to save it, for Zionism is intent on killing itself. I, for one, support euthanasia. End quote. SJW or Stormfront? Mm, I could go either way, but I'm going to have to say Stormfront. That one's actually SJW. I told you this is hard. Number six. Quote, shut up, epithet. Your children are disposable vermin. End quote. SJW or Stormfront? SJW? No, that's actually Stormfront. That was uh, some racist walking around on the street, and the quote was, uh, shut up, slave. Your children are disposable vermin. You're not fucking pushing anyone's agenda with that, buddy. <laughs> exactly. It's like you're you're, you're not going to make anybody change their mind to your side by being that dumb. Yeah, that just shows ignorance and fucking stupidity, in my opinion. So, number seven. Quote, I believe that humans don't include the enemy. This is because enemy are quite literally mistakes of nature, and there's more than enough science to back this up. Enemy are about as developed as an ape or lower... And their natural violence, hypersexual attitude, and other negative emotions make them too different from ally to be considered human. I am and will always be a firm believer in the extinction of all enemy to make the world a better place, and I would, if I could, do the same for many other annoying pests on this godforsaken planet. End quote. SJW or Stormfront? Oh, fuck. SJW? 
Yep, it was an SJW, and they were talking about men. So, number eight. Quote, one dog is more important than a million epithet. End quote. SJW or Stormfront? Stormfront. That was actually Stormfront. You got that one right. It was a uh, racist firefighter. It was in the state of, uh, I think it was Ohio. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? That part of the country, racism is very much alive. (laughs) Yep. And it's actually kind of interesting because this is during the whole hurricane season. It was, Uh, I don't remember which hurricane it was, but a hurricane had come through and this firefighter was on the news just being, you know, kind of a dick. And then number nine. Quote, we are enemies of today's capitalistic economic system for the exploitation of the economically weak, and we are determined to destroy this system under all conditions. End quote. SJW or Stormfront? SJW. Nope, that's actually Stormfront. And you won't believe who this is a quote from. I don't know. Adolf Hitler. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Honestly, like, this is honestly an important point to draw. The, you know what Nazi uh, stands for or means, right? Stands for National Socialist. So the socialist part is very much alive. They they were not a fan of capitalism. So anytime anybody's like, ooh, like the Nazis were capitalist, they don't know what they're talking about. They're being dumb. Mm, wrong dumbasses. They're socialists. Exactly. They were just the socialists who were also a bit racist. So number 10, quote, this evil, corrupt, enemy capitalist system, end quote. SJW or Stormfront? Stormfront. Yep, you got that one right. This one was uh, American Nazi Party. 11, quote, enemy is a bunch of pedophile Zionists, end quote. SJW or Stormfront? SJW? That one is actually SJW. And most of the people that took this quiz got that one wrong because, and their reasoning is usually pretty sound here. The left doesn't tend to use pedophiles and insults because they don't seem to have as much of a problem with pedophiles as they should. So, number 12, and this one, the race isn't redacted, but that's intentional. Quote, to be white means accepting that because of your color, you are more capable, better educated, better suited for an office environment, and more developed. SJW Stormfront. Stormfront. That is actually an SJW. Why didn't I say that? Because they're always saying, "Oh, your white privilege." Blah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. But but oh, at the same but at, but at the same time, it could have been a stormfront because they could basically just be saying, "Oh, we're we're more qualified." So thirteen quote: I want my grandchildren to look like my grandparents. I don't want them to look like enemy person or enemy person or enemy person. End quote. Stormfront. That one is stormfront. It's a quote from Jared Taylor. Okay, so number 14. Uh, Thanks, Mr. Trump, for showing the real face of America. America and person cannot do a damn thing. We're ready to sacrifice our lives, end quote. SJW Stormfront. Gee, the front end of that sounds like SJW, so I'm going to go with that. That one was SJW. So you got that right. And, well, I I guess it sort of depends on whether or not you consider Islamists SJWs, but since the SJWs love to suck Islam's dick, Pretty reasonable. So, yeah. So, number 15, quote, I'm tired of watching ally men fall in love with enemy women on screen, end quote. SJW or Stormfront? Stormfront. That one is actually SJW. They're tired of, fall- they're tired of watching brown men fall in love with white women on screen. And if I recall correctly, yep, that one's from Jezebel. So, number 16, 
Quote, do enemy really deserve the vote? Last time a journalist dared to use their platform and freedom of speech to discuss the, this question on a website, they were silenced and the article was taken down. However, I saw it and thought of the benefits of provoking enemy suffrage was definitely worth discussing. SJW. Yep, that is SJW they're talking about. I think it's taking away the white vote. Oh, yep, yep, white men. So specifically white men. So I, I gotta love being singled out like that. It's, it's always great. Number 17. Quote, I think the enemy vote is the only way to supplant enemy that rule the earth without World War III. I think outing them to another country won't happen. Enslaving them won't happen. Genociding them won't happen. End quote. SJW or Stormfront? Stormfront. Yep, that one was Stormfront. Number 18, boycott enemy to put an end to their ally hate. SJW or Stormfront? SJW. That one's actually Stormfront. It was uh, some white nationalist sitting and saying uh, that we should boycott black people to put an end to their white hate. It was in like a YouTube video. 19. After person, America will never be ready for another enemy president. SJW or Stormfront? Stormfront. That one's actually SJW in reference to Trump. They were like, uh, after Trump, America will never be ready for another male president. Which makes <laughs> no fucking sense. Yeah, considering we've never had a female president. That was from New York Daily News. Number 20. Quote, what can universities do? That's easier. Stop hiring enemy. End quote. SJW or Stormfront? Uh, SJW? Yep, that'd be SJW. They said to stop hiring white people. And that was just some blog or some shit. So, now let me tally up your score here. So, you scored 11 out of 20. You got 55%. So above average, because so far the average has been exactly 50. And by average, I mean everybody who's played this has gotten exactly 50. So you're, yeah. the, first, you're the first person to get a, a higher score than 50. So that's not bad. Yeah, what up now, bitches? What up now, bitches? But yeah, that's uh, SJW or Stormfront. So, and this was, all of these uh, quotes and stuff were taken from the SJ, SJW Stormfront, or I think it's called Stormfront or SJW subreddit. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes or in the description or whatever so that you guys can all check it out, have a good time. So I guess that concludes this first topic. So stay tuned for our current events topic, which will be coming up next year. And in that, we'll just be discussing the current happenings. So see you over there. Okay, so this uh, next topic here is the current events topic in which we will be discussing the events that have occurred over the past however long. We're basically just talking about the things that kind of interest us here, and we've kind of condensed this down to one topic here. So we're going to do this nice and rapid fire. You ready? Mm-hmm. Net neutrality. Um, I kind of wanted to focus on kind of our opinions on net neutrality. Recently, the FCC has revoked net neutrality, so... What's your take on this? Well, I think the guy who, oddly enough, had the deciding vote on the net neutrality thing, whether or not it would overturn basically what they're calling the Obama-era rules that he put <laughs> in place. Honestly, I think he has a secret agenda against net neutrality. Like, he was against it from the beginning, so he was hoping that he would have the final vote, and then when he did have the final vote, he's just kind of like, I'm against it, and have a good day. 
just like all the videos I've seen about it, and then he's trying to defend it. And I was like, dude, you don't even have a good reason for voting no, it sounds like. Like, that's just kind of my opinion on how this guy voted. And, you know, net neutrality is there for a reason. It basically stops companies from, you know, charging extra for extra shit. It's kind of like taking free services like Facebook, which have been free forever. And, like, let's say a company like Verizon that does Fios Internet or... Um, CenturyLink or Charter or Cox or even Xfinity, which is known as Comcast, they're like, oh, okay, well, you already pay for Netflix, but we're going to charge you extra just to have access to a subscription that you already paid for just to even log into it. We're also going to put a block on Facebook. If you want that, you have to pay us an extra $5 a month just to get this service. Like... It's kind of like nickel and diming you, kind of like the old ways that your cell phone carrier would do. But even with net neutrality, you still had companies getting away with throttling. And to me, net neutrality, in the way I understand it, it's designed to try and put a stop to that. But with this guy voting no against it, his only defense is trying to say that he's seeing big companies that are trying to roll out broadband internet to rural country areas as being more expensive. How is it being more expensive? They've been getting money from their other subscriber base. They should be taking some of that money and putting it into research and development to try and roll these services out to those areas that didn't previously have it. He doesn't have a leg to stand on by using that. He really doesn't. In my opinion, he's basically just trying to open it up so that he can try and make more money for these guys and they just squirrel the money away and don't do anything with their services. That's that's to me what it sounds like he's doing. Yeah, well, so you pretty much hit the nail on the head when it comes to his motivations because he's basically a former employee of one of these major ISPs. And he, I believe it was... He, um, he, I think I it was... which one it was. It might have been Xfinity. I honestly don't know either. I want to guess Verizon, but I don't remember which one it was. No, it's it's Verizon because Verizon and him are buddies, dude. Verizon has fucking contributed to shit that he's got going on. Like some fucking like they've contributed to something that he's done. And yeah. I know that because he's in bed with Verizon. So I'm pretty well, sure it was Verizon. Not only was he a former employee of them, but... You know, when he leaves, he's going to return there, and he's going to get a nice little paycheck for what he did. So, you know, you got to love these people who, because uh, it's referred to as like the revolving door, where basically you get these kind of people who come from these corporations, they take a sabbatical, they go into government, they, you know, dismiss a little bit of regulation, or they kind of put in regulation that benefits the, you know, the company they came from. And then when they're done with their service in government, They'll go back to the little corporation and be like, hey, look, I did you a favor. And they'll get a nice little hefty paycheck for it. So I've, I've had a few arguments or discussions with some libertarians because libertarians, God bless them, they're very principled, they're very fair. But one thing that they are autistic about is just how much they hate government regulation and government involvement. If they could have their way, the government would basically just have a military and maybe roads that that would be kind of it though like they they want the government basically out of everything naturally of course they're opposed to net neutrality because that's government regulation 
According to the libertarians, everything the government does is always evil, and everything a corporation does is always good. <laughs> but regardless, I've had a few arguments or debates or whatever with some libertarians, and they basically that the ISPs have their private property rights, right? They have a right to their wires and their infrastructure, right? But my data is my property. I have a right to that, and I shouldn't have other people infringing on my right to my data. So, sorry libertarians, I'm going to have to accept a little bit of government regulation here. So, I know somebody who messaged representatives. One was a Democrat and was, one happened to be a Republican. And so, she got two emails back. So, the Democrat said, that, oh, well, he's a Trump appointee. He was appointed to chairman of the FCC by Trump. And the Republican was like, yeah, but he was only brought into the FCC to begin with by Obama. So it's like, <laughs> exactly. Well, no, and so it's like, the, 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 the kind of point that I found funny about it is that it, this is clearly just partisan bullshit. Because it's like, yeah, you know what? They were both at fault. But like, from, from the Republican, you'll only hear, oh, well, it was, it was Obama's fault. And from the Democrat, you'll hear, ah, oh, it was only Trump's fault, you know? So next we have here the Trump's Gorilla Channel topic. So you say you've heard nothing about this. Nope. Basically, a bunch of fake news went around on Twitter. Surprise, surprise. You know that, uh, that book that came out recently, uh, Fire and Fury and the, Trump, or the Trump's White House or whatever? Yeah, the same book that freaking Hillary was on the Grammys about tonight, fucking poking phone at him. It's like... Bitch, you fucking lost. Go away into exactly. obscurity already. So, but that book came out, right? And that was the whole thing. And I'm not going to get into that book because from what I've heard from various people who've read the book, it seems to be probably accurate and it lines up with a lot of stuff. So I'm not going to comment on the book as a whole, but there was a fake excerpt that was created. This was not in the book. This was meant to be satire, but there were so many people that fell for it on Twitter, and it was amazing to watch people just fall for it because they totally believed it to be true. So, you ready to hear what a lot of people thought was real? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. So, on his first night in the White House, President Trump complained that the TV in his bedroom was broken because it did not have, quote, the gorilla channel, unquote. Trump seemed to be under the impression that a TV channel existed that screened nothing but guerrilla-based content 24 hours a day. To appease Trump, the White House staff compiled a number of guerrilla documentaries into a makeshift guerrilla channel broadcast into Trump's bedroom from a hastily constructed transmission tower on the South Lawn. However, Trump was unhappy with the channel they had created, moaning that it was, quote, boring because, quote, the guerrillas aren't fighting. Staff edited out all the parts of the documentaries where the gorillas weren't hitting each other, and at last the president was satisfied. Quote, on some days he'll watch the gorilla channel for 17 hours straight, unquote, an insider told me. Quote, he kneels in front of the TV with his face about four inches from the screen and says encouraging things to the gorillas, like, quote, the way you hit that other gorilla was good, unquote. I think he thinks the gorillas can hear him. And that was the end of the excerpt. But holy shit. Do these people really have nothing better to do with their life but to point phone and poke phone at our fucking country's leader? See, I mean, but it's, fucking our, it's just stupid. I see, but here's the thing: I actually found the the excerpt to be kind of funny. Like, I if I think it, I mean it, the excerpt it, itself is funny, yes, yeah. but it's like, uh, what if 
what if our president and commander in chief generally likes watching gorillas beat the shit out of each other? I mean, let the dude have what he wants. I gotta say, it's really shameful that people fell for this because one of the parts of this is quote to appease Trump, the White House staff compiled a number of gorilla documentation to makeshift channel broadcast into Trump's bedroom from a hastily constructed transmission tower on the South Lawn. <laughs> You can look at fucking this goddamn Google Maps and notice that there's no hastily constructed transmission tower on the south lawn of the White House. I have the uh, the Twitter account of the person who had originally posted this. Wow, this extract from Wolf's book is a shocking insight into Trump's mind. And then just below that, um, he tweets... The face when you parody a guy making up shit about Trump, but people believe it, so you become part of the problem. Basically, he was memeing about, like, oh, like, people believe everything, and this is just so dumb, and then they actually do, and it's like, oh, well, whoops. That said, I, I gotta love all the people that were like, oh, well, this proves Trump is beyond parody, and it's like, is he beyond parody? Because this thing was just parody. So what you're saying is he's being parodied. To be beyond parody would be if he did something that people thought was parody, but then looked and found out it wasn't. But if there was something that came out and it was parody, and that he didn't do, but that you fell for, you just fell for parody. So, I, I just wanted to clarify to all those people that are like, yeah, Trump's beyond parody. Nope. Not how that phrase works. So, that said, final item on our list for current events. We have the government shutdown. Okay, so, uh, for those who don't know what a government shutdown is, basically what it is, is the government has a certain set of monies, and yes, I said monies as in plural, don't uh, judge me for my uh, grammar, basically they have so much money set aside that they can use to run the government, so what it does is it'll pay the rangers for your national parks, it'll pay for your military. Um, it'll go to pay for essentially your Congress members and your Senate and the president, etc. Well, in the event that, say, a certain date comes and they're like, oh, we need to come to an agreement for a spending bill to get more funds in place to keep all this stuff being paid or else it's a shutdown. So basically what it'll do is it'll fund the United States Treasury, which all you people out there waiting for the W-2s. That's where your tax refund checks come from. That would be me. In the event of a government shutdown, you can file your taxes all you want. The IRS is not going to do shit with it because the government is shut down. They won't even look at it. The last time this happened, which was in 2013, and lefties, I'm looking at you under your golden child Obama. This happened under him as well. And if I remember right, it was almost two weeks in length before they came to an agreement to secure funding enough to reopen the government. This time, it took less than a week. So, basically, what had happened the last time this happened was, again, the United States military wasn't getting paid. So what they did once they had the funding in place and the government reopened and everything was fine like it was before the whole drama, they got back paid. So I would imagine that the same thing is going to happen for like the whole day or two that they weren't getting paid for while this was happening now. So I would imagine. 
So basically what had happened is, from my understanding, the Democrats were basically dragging their toes and fighting with the Republicans, which we all know they have the majority of the House and the majority of the Senate, plus they are in the White House as well. They have a clean slate of power. And basically what they're doing is Democrats want to deal on DACA. Because if you've been paying attention to DACA, Trump basically wants to either amend it, cut it down next to nothing, or get rid of it altogether. Because we know how strong of a proponent our president is when it comes to illegal immigration. So he yeah. wants to try and kill as many things as he can that Obama thought was a great idea because he thinks it would better our country. So you're going to have a lot of people out there fighting it, including Democrats. So. Basically, it began when the Senate failed to overcome a Democratic filibuster of a temporary continuing resolution or appropriations bill, which requires a three-fifths supermajority to end. The shutdown began on the first anniversary of Donald Trump taking, our, taking office. The following Tuesday or Wednesday, they had voted to reopen it. So it was shut for a whole three days. This is basically what had happened. There were 45 Republicans that voted for it. There were five Democrats that voted for it. There were five Republicans that sided with Democrats against it. And 42, yes, 42 Democrats against it. These, are, these were votes to reopen the freaking government. But on uh, January 22nd, 2018, uh, they needed 60 votes needed to pass. Notice how this changes from what I just read from the last one. Republican votes for were 48, so three more Republicans that voted against it voted for it on the 22nd. Now this is a huge change in numbers. Compared to on the 19th of January, five Democrats voted for it. 42 voted against it. When they voted to reopen it, 32 Democrats for it, 15 against it. And also, keep in mind, there were two independent votes against this on the 19th of January. One of those independents came back to vote for it, and one of them stayed their ground. One of them was absent and not voting, which I would imagine was probably uh, Senator McCain, because he's going through the whole thing that he's got for his cancer. cancer. Yeah, This was only a deal to secure three weeks worth of funding. So, yeah. if the Democrats don't get their way on DACA or the wall, as the current news has been happening, we're going to have another government shutdown in about two weeks. Oh, so I better make sure that. I better make sure I get my tax returns in. 